three, two, one. Howdy, hot shots. Welcome back to Anyone Can Run, the podcast all about cerebral cultivation, aka establishing our marathon mentality both on and off the race course. I am your host, Drew Bros, aka Gabe, aka the Tofu Tyrant, and I am an NCCA certified personal trainer, YouTuber, and sneakerhead who specializes in helping clients reach their health and fitness goals. This podcast covers everything new members of the running community need to know to dominate their first race, whether it's a 5K, full marathon, or anything in between. We also discussed how to establish our marathon mindsets, because our journey on the road to Gainesville is just one small part of who we are as individuals. The holiday season is only a few weeks in the rear view. But I'm willing to bet it feels like ages ago, given you're likely back in the grind of work, school, errands, whatever. The first week of January always feels like the start of a new beginning, where I've the opportunity to reassess my progress and, if need be, reset or alter my trajectory. Although this is something we should try and do regularly, Considering we're barely into the year of our gains 2023, it makes sense to me for us to discuss the concept of resetting both mentally and physically. When you hear that word, reset, what's the first thing that comes to mind? This is likely due to my being a gamer over a certain age, but whenever I hear the word reset... The first thing I think of is sliding up the purple reset button on an SNES, or maybe jamming in that old gray button on a regular Nintendo. As a gamer, when you hear the word reset, you think another chance, a clean slate, an opportunity to use what you've learned to your advantage to hopefully achieve a different outcome or something of that ilk. I believe we should extend a similar approach to our mindset, as rest is essential to progress, both mental and physical. I'll readily admit, the concept of rest, or taking time off, is one I've struggled with over the years, and I still do to this day. Not very many things get under my skin, but whenever someone close who knows me very well, suggests I rest or take it easy or anything like that, it always grinds my gears because it's no secret that I'm constantly working on something, whether it be in the office, at home on creative endeavors, or just knocking out chores or housework or what have you. As far as I'm concerned, rest is something I need to do, so I do, but it's not something I ever want to do actively. Heck, if I could have any quote-unquote normal superpower other than being impervious to injury or illness and super strength or speed or what have you, it would be to never need to sleep. I give this context because, as we've discussed in countless episodes, self-awareness is crucial to cultivating a marathon mentality. Being acutely aware of our predilections, preferences, and idiosyncrasies affords us the opportunity to set ourselves up for success in all aspects of our lives. 
I've seen this in literally every place I've ever worked, and I saw it firsthand with many clients when I was self-employed. And I know this is based on anecdotal evidence, but it's my podcast, and I'll make generalized statements after short qualifiers if I want to. So here we go. I feel as if people compartmentalize things in specific aspects of their lives too frequently. For example, let's say in the gym, you're an analytical psychomaniac. You track every workout. You take meticulous notes. You take your time, so on and so forth, right? I would suspect if that's how you act in the gym, it'd be due to either you taking your workouts extremely seriously or because you absolutely are enamored with data or statistics or something. Giving this example, I want you to think about how your mind works, the actions you tend to take, how you approach and think about things when no one else is around, when you're the only one accountable and it's literally just you. For example, I know I'm a control freak and I don't have the best memory, so this means to set myself up For success, I know I need to write things down, as this helps me stay organized. I am absolutely that guy in the office who hates being on the phone and automatically rejects meeting invites if they don't have an agenda. This is who I am, right, on my or during my nine to five. But when it comes to my personal efforts, I approach things in much the same way. Because even though it requires effort to write everything down, It helps me stay on top of things. Time is the most precious resource any of us have, and as such, I endeavor to not waste it in all aspects of my life. I don't mention this to be like, oh man, look at how hard Gabe works or anything. I relay these personal examples because I am intricately familiar with why I do the things I do, why I opt for the diction I use whenever I'm in conversation, all of it. I know why I do the things I do. A joke the wife and I share is future Gabe's favorite person is past Gabe because I always try to set myself up for success. Now, I don't mean that I do that stuff where I like lay my clothes out for the next morning or anything. I just mean that if I have something like a document or a device that's only used in particular circumstances, I put it in the most logical place I would look for it in six months. Or if I know I'm going to be out eating and drinking a bunch of stuff that my body isn't a fan of, I'll load up on preventative measures, or at the very least, I'll set aside helpful stuff for the next morning like uh, ibuprofen or lactate or whatever. So I know I'm giving y'all way too much information about my personal methodologies or what have you, but as always, this is because I find more value in seeing examples and context, which I can then juxtapose with my own everything, my own style, my own preferences. If you tell me I should love the cold weather, as a Texan who thinks 60 degrees Fahrenheit is a bit on the chilly side, I'm just going to roll my eyes. But if you tell me that you love the cold weather because of specific holiday events or because you have specific items of clothing that you like to wear that are only useful when it's cold, well, then I have something that I can identify with. And then maybe I start thinking about events that I like or that clothes that I'm fond of, but that I don't use with great frequency, like my San Antonio Spurs jerseys. It's an imperfect comparison, but one I think conveys the relevant reasoning. 
So to get us back on track and use myself as an example, I know rest is integral to progression physically, and for some, resting mentally can also yield tremendous dividends. That being said, I know resting or zoning out or like watching TV passively and just kind of not really thinking about something, any approach like that is not something that's conducive to my personality. So as a result, I don't say I like to rest mentally. I say I like to reset. You can call it a period of reflection or a self-assessment or whatever you want to call the concept of a reset. But to me, resetting mentally is a way for me to clear out all the stuff that's accrued and reevaluate my priorities and goals and progress. When it comes to goal setting, life mantras, things we're putting on our vision board or whatever it is you do to visualize what you want and what you're working towards, we want everything to be actionable, measurable, and above all, of the utmost importance to us on a personal level. That being said, as we're moving through life, it's easy for unexpected things to get thrown in our lap, just like it's very easy for things to fall to the wayside due to time constraints, shifting priorities, and you know and who knows what else. Because of this, whenever I get an extended period of time off, and especially if it's during the time of year everyone's making resolutions like a winter break, I like to mentally reset and reevaluate how I'm spending my time, money, and effort. Throughout the course of a year, it's easy to get caught up in a routine. There have been countless times in my life where I take a week off from work, right? And I use that time to knock out everything else, like appointments, take care of car work, or something that I've been putting off. Essentially, I would use that vacation from work to take care of other types of work. As a self-proclaimed, say that 10 times fast, (laughs) even as a self-proclaimed workaholic, I know that this isn't ideal for my mental state. There have been times where I do this out of necessity. However, I've noticed that sometimes I do that just because that's what I've always done. And that specific justification, that reasoning, because I've always done it this way, is one I positively detest. As I've gotten older, I've attempted to practice mindfulness of how I'm exerting my effort, which consequently has led to me engaging in reflection regularly. And I'd encourage you to do the same. It's very easy to get caught up in a routine. And if we're talking about how we can use time off to rest mentally, Reflection is a method I found to be extremely beneficial. Now, of course, if you're going to go to a beach and you're going to imbibe copious amounts of fruity beverages and you know that that's going to help you clear your head, then by all means, more power to you. We, as healthy, fit, and positive individuals, are not in the business of comparing ourselves to other people. We know that just because something isn't for us doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. It's just different. Like I would never say people who want to just sit on the couch after a super long day and watch TV are lazy or bad or something just because I wouldn't do it. That's just not my style. Doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's different. I encourage you to reflect upon what works for you from a mental standpoint as far as unwinding or relaxing is concerned. 
If it's staying your if it's staying busy like it is for me, don't push yourself too hard. If it's watching TV and you have not seen The Mandalorian or Andor or Clone Wars or The Bad Batch or Rebels, well then lucky you because you have one heck of a Star Wars ride in front of you. We briefly touched on the necessity of physical rest as part of living a healthy and fit lifestyle. And I believe it's a bit more straightforward than the mental component. You need some time for your body to recover. I mean, don't work out that hard for a while. (laughs) And I know that's a bit of an oversimplification, but resting is physically is relatively straightforward. But it's also important for us to consider reflecting upon our physical progress sporadically as well. For me, at least what I did to kick off this year, I reevaluated my goals from 2022. I wanted to lose a few pounds and dominate the NYC marathon. These goals are being carried over to this year because while I was progressing fine for the majority of the year, the last 10 weeks or so of 2022, I was either ill or traveling or working or injured, so I ended up not taking on that race. However, when I look at the 42 weeks of 2022 before that, right before I got sick and injured, I'm attempting to look at that 42-week period as objectively as possible. And I do that by using the gather, the data gathered from my workouts and my calorie tracking app, right? And when I think about that period before kind of the fall off the cliff, I think about what went right and what could have gone better for me from a physical or an athletic standpoint. I can see my workouts were productive. I never felt mentally bored that I can recall, and I was on track to run further, faster, and really even harder than I had ever run before until I got injured. However, from a food standpoint for 2022, I can see I was dropping weight, right? Because I would record my weight once a week in my calorie tracking app. But I can see that I never really changed the eating habits to the extent I would have liked. So I'm making a concerted effort to reach those goals for this year. If you're finding yourself dreading your workouts or just kind of rolling your eyes, or you know that you're not feeling great from a digestive standpoint, I'd recommend taking some time to have an honest conversation with yourself. And, you know, it's not like you need an hour to do this. It's like, come on, you got to take two minutes to yourself and really be honest. Evaluate your routine, your schedule, your eating habits, and of course, incorporate your predilections when doing so. And really assess if you're setting yourself up for success. Sure, I would much rather prefer to eat pizza and wings every day than tofu with vegetables, but I know what makes me feel better, and I know that I want to lose a few pounds to feel better, so I'm prioritizing my goals or my health, whatever you want to call it, but I think that I'm prioritizing how I'm feeling every minute I'm awake as opposed to that quick hit of greasy goodness. A period of reflection is the opportune time for us to evaluate our priorities and reorganize them if need be. I know over the past year my workouts were mostly fine, but the eating habits led to me not feeling great around the clock. Now, I love food as much as the next person, right? They don't call me the brunch bro on YouTube for nothing. But I know that what matters most to me is feeling light, strong, healthy, and fit. 
So that means those times where I treat myself or the family to a fancy or a grease-laden meal are the exception and not the norm. I never like to discuss food too frequently during our conversations here, as I'm a certified personal trainer and not a dietitian or nutritionist, but this is the approach I'm personally taking with food moving forward. I encourage you to reset, and by that I mean reevaluate your goals, document them, and ensure all the choices you make on a daily basis. Keep all of that in mind. Time off and reflection is a great way for us to reset both mentally and physically. But we don't always have the luxury of an extended break or time away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Like not everybody gets a winter break. Or summer break, like school kids do. Sometimes we're forced to go hard around the clock. And to paraphrase an old adage, it can be difficult when you're deep in the forest to truly see the trees. Especially when we're talking about setting goals, evaluating our actions to determine if those actions are in service to those goals and the need to reset. You know, all of this sounds like a very high level concept or a very heady or cerebral concept, philosophical, whatever you want to say. Like we're discussing a strategic planning session more than our health and fitness jersey. But the power of perspective isn't something that needs to go through a planning and review process. Nah, nah, nah. This is the beauty of focusing inward on the individual. There are no other forces to contend with. It's literally just us. Let's say that you're struggling to view the big picture, and you know you are. And you're constantly going around the clock with work, with taking care of the kids, with running errands, with all that kind of stuff. And you don't have the energy to exert any brain power to plan out your goals. If you find yourself in that circumstance and you desperately want to kick off your health and fitness journey, but you don't know where to begin and you can't even conceptualize the goals or anything like that, then all you have to do is answer two simple questions in my eyes. What do you want to achieve? How do you feel both physically and mentally throughout the day? Those questions are straightforward. But in my estimation, they're the catalyst for everything. For example, my goal is simple. I want to feel healthy, strong, confident, and remain positive for as long as possible. I can't stand waking up in a bad mood or allowing my day to get ruined because things don't go according to plan. And I'm here to tell you, If I'm being honest with myself, which we should always be because there's no benefit in attempting to deceive ourselves, this is the thing that I struggle with even to this day. And I struggle with it pretty hard. My confidence is tough to shake. Heck, I can only think of one time I've ever even questioned it in like the last five to seven years. And it was during our extended hiatus last year, which was due to a confluence of factors in the personal life. Now, that being said, right, I'm a confident psychomaniac, but I know what I need to work on to refine my marathon mindset. And it's toning down that reflexive psychomaniac response. Typically, when I encounter something disruptive, that's going to be a massive pain in my rear. My instinctive response is to get aggressive. And although I don't direct this at anyone in particular. I know when I'm around others, 
it's not the most inviting atmosphere. So I want to change that, right? This means when I encounter something that would typically cause me to dial up the aggression to 11, I need to, and I've begun to, make a conscious effort to stop myself and slow down. And I'm here to tell you, it's been anything but easy. One of the greatest skills I've developed over the years is the ability to focus. And this was something I worked with on, or I worked with literally all my clients on. And when I say the word focus, I don't mean just concentrating on a task and getting it done. I mean forcing yourself to stay 100% focused and dialed in on a task and blocking out all distractions. I'm talking background noise. That doesn't even bother me half the time. When we're out in public, the wife is like, oh, are you listening? And I'm like, no, because I didn't hear that passing remark because I'm blocking out everybody. I'm dialed in. Now, developing this skill over years and hundreds of miles is what really caused me to fall in love with distance running. It's anything but natural to give your undivided attention to an act as repetitive as running at a steady pace. But the second you let your mind start to wander, which will inevitably lead to your eyes drifting for a moment or two, is the second that you become liable to trip, fall, and overall just have a bad time. Maintaining focus is key to a marathon mindset. And although I know that I'm not where I want to be in terms of my emotional reflexive response, making this change or implementing this change is something which is taking precedence in my head. It's like superseding everything else. Self-awareness is critical to our continued improvement. And when I feel all those instincts kick in, the onus is on me to consciously shift that response, to kind of take the breath and think about things, you know? I mention this because if we want to reset both physically and mentally, it's imperative we remind ourselves of what we enjoy, what we want to achieve, and why we want to reach this new state. Even if you think it's too cerebral to set goals and reflect upon your perspective, right? Those two simple questions we mentioned earlier can help serve as guiding principles. When I think about what I want to achieve, I know it's fulfillment from what I produce and financial security. And of course, when I say what I want to achieve, I'm thinking, you know, as internally as possible. So because of that, I prioritize working on my content when I'm able, but not at the expense of other necessities or other relationships. And when I think about how I feel physically, this helps me get out of my chair and get in my daily workout. Or it helps me opt for smarter food choices when I'm feeling a particular craving coming on. When I think about how I feel mentally most of the time, it's amazing. However, those times when I find myself reaching into the well of negativity to motivate myself are times when I don't really like the route I'm headed down. It's like when Aang realizes that going into the Avatar state isn't the best thing, you know? I've said it before, and you're going to hear it again. The mental health of athletes is something which I feel does not get discussed nearly enough. I suspect this is due to athletic performance typically being viewed through a purely physical lens, 
However, when you're worn down and you're hurting and you're exhausted and you still have miles to run or opponents to stiff arm out of the way on the field and it's just them in your way to achieve your goals, it's your mindset that's going to keep you dialed in, focused, and allow you to leverage all the physical tools and skills you've developed over the years. We all have different motivations and specific goals we want to reach. I want to dominate the NYC marathon this year as a goal, which to me, I define that as crossing the finish line in the upright position and setting a personal record. However, you may be a professional runner listening to this, and if so, thank you. And your goal may be to win the New York City marathon, come in first place, the fastest time. Your goal isn't better than mine. Both of these are personalized to reflect our personal and professional values, goals, fitness levels, interests, all that. Now, that being said, myself and the hypothetical pro in this scenario share a similar sentiment. We both want to be better than we were yesterday. When we're discussing the concepts of continued improvement, it may strike you as counterintuitive to think you need to reset or reevaluate your goals or approach. After all, odds are you've been working towards these goals for some time. However, resetting isn't just necessarily about starting over. It can be a means for us to take a step back and try to evaluate as objectively as possible. For instance, whenever you're in the process of developing something new, like a new product, or implementing a new process or whatever, odds are you're going through a strategic planning phase around at least one round, preferably multiple rounds of sourcing feedback, some type of quality assurance. And then once you have the rollout, odds are you're going to source feedback again and then incorporate that to make some changes. I'm an ardent believer the same approach should be applied to our mental standpoint of our health and fitness journey as well. When we're going through the daily routine, it can be easy to let things such as our perspective or our mental outlook fall to the wayside, or at the very least, not keep those two things, right? Which you're pretty much never thinking about, right? Because you have your perspective all the time. Why would you need to keep it in mind? I completely see why people wouldn't. And I say this because like I was touching on, it can be very easy when you're going through your daily routine to not keep your perspective at the front of your mind. But it's imperative that we occasionally take a step back and have an honest conversation with ourselves about how we're progressing. No one else can take a single step for us along our journey on the road to Gainesville. And because of this, we're the ones who need to monitor our own progress. If you don't feel as confident or strong mentally or physically as you should, you need to take a step back and go into troubleshooting and evaluation mode. Whenever I'm not feeling too hot physically, my first check is to ensure I'm not contending with some kind of injury or illness, right? Now, assuming nothing hurts and I'm otherwise healthy, but I'm not feeling great. Giving my penchant for gorging on fast food, I take inventory of what I've been eating over the past two days. 
And then it becomes, well, am I hydrated? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I wearing comfortable clothes and shoes, depending on, you know, if I'm, what's bothering me? You get the idea. I just take inventory of what could be wrong physically and doing that and trying to look as objectively as possible at only one thing, meaning only how I'm feeling, trying to find that direct link. That has always come much more naturally to me than evaluating the mental component. But I suspect that's kind of going to be the case for most people. When it comes to resetting ourselves mentally, at least for me, I think that it's imperative that we not blame others. And we don't have ourselves a pity party or play the victim. And you may not be able to see me, but my hand is raised right now because I know that this is something I struggle with to this day. Not the blaming others, but the getting in my own head. And what I would say is little more than having a pity party. Now, as always, I don't voice this because it's just, oh, so fun to converse about the issues I'm working on, but because I want to encourage you to have an honest conversation with yourself. Now, for years, I'd feel myself growing frustrated because honestly, I genuinely believe, you could hook me up to a polygraph right now, that I just don't have the best luck. It could be landing a job interview, right? Which, you know, or getting into the right school, something like that. But I mean, even securing a pair of sneakers or finding my size in a shirt at a store, I just feel like I don't have the best luck with that. Now, is that anyone else's fault that I'm not landing any of it? Of course not. I don't like to play the victim. And as a driven and creative individual, I know if something doesn't work, you've got to change up your approach and tactics, which I do all the time. But over the years, I haven't been able to quote unquote break through in a manner I believe is consummate with my production in regards to my creative or professional endeavors, at least in terms of cold hard cash, meaning I feel like I am not getting paid enough. We'll just reduce it to that. And I don't mean like specifically with work, but I mean with everything, right? And there's no use pointing fingers. So I've noticed that over the years, I would internalize that frustration and I'd use it as a jumping off point to changing things up and trying a different approach or maybe coming at it from a different angle. And I've been doing that in all aspects of my life, the career, the health and fitness journey, heck, even video games, especially with the creative endeavors. I have been doing this approach for a little over a decade at this point. But being in that same cycle of trying something, maybe not being satisfied with the result, maybe not liking it, maybe thinking it didn't get enough recognition, maybe thinking, well, I should have got more money for that. Maybe just that cycle of, for lack of a better term, trial and error, it grows old. And I'm tired of continually revising strategies, changing things up, and not getting a different result. So because of this, I'm no longer really trying to reach this lofty goal in my mind, which is vague of breaking through, right? Getting the recognition, getting the money, whatever that, that goal, which is vague. I'm trying to get away from that and attempting to derive utility 
from the process as I do in other aspects of my life. Like when it comes to working out, yes, I'm looking forward to race day, right? But so long as the training cycle was productive and I documented all of it and I felt good and I posted those selfies, right? Where that's kind of like a self pat on the back. Like, yeah, I knocked out this workout. As long as that went good, then I'm deriving utility from the process. And it's not so much about the end result. And I do that in my health and fitness journey. And I'm trying to transpose that perspective to other aspects of my life. And I found that this is, of course, much easier said than done. But I really believe that so long as I remain cognizant of that, and I take mental action when I notice those old tendencies starting to creep up, it's only a matter of time until I'm able to achieve the peace of mind and perspective which I feel has eluded me. I encourage you to be honest with yourself, to take stock of the mental and physical tendencies you have, and especially those tendencies which feel as if they are reflexive, instinctive, or ingrained in your being. And the reason for this is simple. When you're operating on reflex, it's almost, or it's practically subconscious. And if you don't believe the actions or thoughts you take when you're acting reflexively are in service of your continued improvement of P or if you don't feel like they're either improving you or at the very least bringing you peace of mind to likely time to reset so you can ensure that you're setting yourself up for success. So long as you remember that you have the ability to dictate your perspective and remain cognizant of what you want to achieve and why, then I'd reckon your chances of progressing are pretty dang high. I wish you the best and I want to see you thrive. So get out there, make some gains, and do your best to practice positivity because we could all use more of it. I appreciate you spending some time with me today, and I hope you're seeing what I see, that truly anyone can run. We try to drop new episodes every other workout Wednesday, so make sure you smash that subscribe button. If you've ever got questions or ideas for a topic you'd like covered in a future episode, feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at anyonecanrunpod or at truebros. If you need more gains, do me a solid and pound that subscribe button on YouTube, as I'm typically dropping a video every Muscle Monday. It also helps when you leave a quick rating and review in your podcast app of choice to help us dominate the charts. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Anyone Can Run podcast. And if you did, don't forget to pound that subscribe button. If you didn't enjoy it well, you get what you pay for. And regardless, I look forward to seeing you on the road to Gainesville.